thank God, I thank God, I thank God for all that he's doing. And what incredible, not just talent, but just people with just a humble spirit and just the anointing resting on their life. Amen. Aren't you glad you came to the house of the Lord? Praise God. I've never listened to somebody that can play the horn like that under such anointing. It's just like, don't stop. Well, if you want more of it, come Wednesday night. Now, we started our freedom series because we're committed to your freedom. Why? Because God is committed to your freedom. It is for freedom he has set you free. Wednesday night, we're going to do something. We're going to have a worship night. We're starting at 6 o'clock and going until 8 o'clock. And so all we're going to be doing is worship. There may be some prayer. We're going to have a, someone's coming, and they're going to do some prophetic painting and all kinds of stuff. And so I want you to come expecting. Now, some of you, maybe your breakthrough needs to come in worship because sometimes the only way out is to worship your way out that you become a participant and it's not just singing songs it is a declaration of what God is doing and what you're going to do amen participating now next Sunday I want you to grab everybody you can grab and get them to the house of the Lord we've got our good friend missing and her husband Bob that are coming and she's going to be sharing her testimony of freedom Missy was, came into the kingdom under our ministry in Hot Springs, Arkansas, several years ago. And they're actually going to be celebrating their anniversary of their marriage and also the anniversary of their day of deliverance, her and her husband both. Missy was an exotic dancer. She was in a bisexual relationship at the time that she came in. God entirely set her free from the addiction. Uh, she's, she exited that scene of, of exotic dancing, and she has now been working at Teen Challenge of Arkansas for the last 15 years, maybe longer. She's been nominated three times as Woman of the Year in Hot Springs uh, because of her work that she does with the children of that community. So let me encourage you, get somebody out. You're going you're gonna to thoroughly enjoy Missy. She's got a sweet spirit. You just can't help but love her. I want you to look now in Exodus 24 as we continue on our series of freedom. And today we're going to tackle a, a topic that I believe that is a hindrance to the children of God in the house of the Lord. And I believe that God is going to set some people free today. Amen? Today, not tomorrow, today. I believe it is the will of God. Would you pray with me? And in fact, as we pray, I'm going to commission you to be in prayer every single day as we continue through this series, as we're going to go all the way in through August. I've got another gentleman coming in August, going to host a revival, and you're not going to want to miss it because he is a preacher's preacher and he's got an absolute incredible testimony. But I want us right now, let's begin to pray, let's begin to believe God that, Father, we come before you, Lord God, and Lord, you have, Lord, you've set us free for the purpose of freedom, that we may walk and be in liberty, Lord. Lord, you said, Lord, even as, as you declared in Luke, as you read out of Isaiah, Lord God, you, the Spirit was upon you, Lord God, that you may liberate those, Lord God, that are held captive. I'm asking, Lord, today for the anointing. Lord, to be baptized with the ability to speak your word that bring life and truth and freedom in this house. Lord God, as we, Lord, just bring the inspiration, the illumination to our mind. And God, we'll be careful to give you the praise and the honor and the glory. And we take authority over every darkened spirit. 
every lying spirit, Lord God, that would hinder the progress and the growth and the peace, Lord God, that is in this house. And everybody said amen. 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 God bless you. So let's look here in Exodus 24. One verse that I want to read to you. One verse that I want to read to you. Exodus 24 and verse 12. Then the Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and be there. <laughs> Come up to me on the mountain and be there. Now I want you to notice this. I will give you tablets of stone and the law and commandments which I have written that you may teach them. I want you to ascend, Moses, from, the, from base camp. I, I need to pull you away. I, I, need, to, I need you to, to get up from where you're at, and we're going to make a trek, and we're going to get up to the top of this mountain. And when you get there, I'm going to give you my laws. I'm going to, I'm going to write them upon the stones. I'm going to write them front and back. I'm going to give those to you so you can tuck them in your pocket and just have them and feel good about yourself. Uh, I, want you to, I want you to take them and I want you to frame them and stick them on your wall at the house. I want you just to leave them on the, on the coffee table as, a, as, as one of those coffee table books. When people come over to your house and they ask you, then I want you to tell them what that's No, I didn't say that. He said, I want you to take them and I want you to go teach the people. What I see in the Word of God is this. I see right there that God asked him to come up from where he was at to be elevated to that place so that he could, he could unveil to Moses who he was so that Moses can now go unveil God to the people. But what I see is purpose. I see that our purpose, church, no matter what you do, whatever your ministry you're called in, whether it's the nursery, whether it's the pulpit, whether it's a senior adult or with, this, with children, if it's on the workplace or in foreign fields, you have a purpose. And you can summarize that purpose with this statement. And that is to know him and to make him known. Is to know him and to make him known. Now, why do we got to start with knowing him? Because if we don't know him, we'll misrepresent him. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll flog people with all of our, our handwritten rules and all the things that we construe and come up with and say, this is righteousness, this is righteousness, where righteousness comes from God. Amen? Amen. Morality will never produce righteousness, but righteousness will always produce morality. So if you want to be moral, you, gotta, you can't do it in your own strength. You can't go with that down low power. you got to get uh, the up high power. you got to go to the top. But the Lord said, I, I, need to, I need you to separate. You know, in a busy, chaotic world, there's, there's times where you just need to separate. Get alone with God. And sometimes it means an ascension. It's, it's getting to the top of the mountain. And that's what I want to talk about to you here today. It's about getting to the top of the mountain. And I'm going to talk about an area I believe that... I don't know how to politely say this. I believe it is the greatest thief of all time. I believe it is the mass murderer of dreams. I believe it is a, it is a subject that many in the house of God struggle with. And I know those in the world struggle with it. How do we know? Because the last few years has proven that. 
But the enemy that I'm talking about, what will keep us from ascending to the top of the mountain is fear. Fear. Fear is a tormentor. It, it cripples relationships. You know, you try to have a relationship with somebody, and if they're all walled up because they're trying to protect themselves, isn't it funny how that we, we, we forsake the authenticity and we put on these masks of, of a, uh, to show people who we are? And it's like it's such a deterrent to that relationship because the person on the other side you're trying to impress, they're like, something, something ain't right. Something ain't right with this. Something just, it's, it, 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 it destroys that relationship because there's no honesty, no authenticity. I want you to get to the place where you're so comfortable in God and you know who he is and now you know who you should be and now you are walking in such confidence. It doesn't, the opinions of others are not really a hindrance to you because you want to walk in a place that God has purpose. Does anybody want that kind of freedom? You want that kind of freedom just to be you <laughs> and be okay with being you and letting God be you and be him himself inside of you? I mean, it's a beautiful thing. It's a place of peace. But see, if you're always trying to impress and you're reading your resume to everybody that walks in the room, he said, I need you to get yourself up. He says, because we love him because he's the initiator because he loved us first. Amen? I love him because he loved me first. How do I know? Because he gave himself for me. So, we had the wonderful opportunity as a family. I'm always, anybody knows me, I like, I like to go to the ocean, I like to walk on the beach. But our, our second favorite thing to do is, is go hiking. And so my kids decided, all my, my, I have three grown kids, all three are married and four granddaughters. And, and they decided as a family vacation, let's go, let's go to, to Zion National Park. Anybody ever been to Zion National Park? All right, we got one back here. It's a beautiful place, one of the prettiest places on earth. So we're there, and we love to hike. It, it just, when we lived in Hot Springs, Arkansas, Andrew and I, we took full advantage of the mountains in the area. We would walk three, four, sometimes five days a week, early in the morning, middle of the afternoon. It didn't matter. We just love being outside. We love to hike. And so Thursday morning, my three little ones, my three, my three youngest granddaughters, they went with mom and dad. They, they went back to visit some family before they fly out on Friday. So the rest of us, we decided, hey, we will go, we will go hiking. And uh, my nine-year-old granddaughter was with us. Well, I got up that morning and I was like, Lord, it's, it's Thursday. I need to begin th thinking about, Lord, what do you want to say on Sunday? You know, it's just, it's a, it's continual. You're just always in, you're just listening to God saying, Lord, what do you want to say? So I get up that morning and we all make our way over to Zion Park, and as we're over there, and we start up, we're going to go up to Angel's Landing. Anybody ever heard of Angel's Landing? There's a place up there, it really should be called Death Angel's Landing. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> you get up to the top with the summit where you're at, and then they have another about a half mile trek, takes you and, huh? You have to have a permit. You've got to win the lottery in order to get on there. My kids did this earlier in the week because I, I raised a bunch of crazies. So, but, but the thing is, is when you get to the top of it, it just goes straight up. And all that's holding you from sudden death is this little chain. 
and you do not let go of the chain while you're trying to go up these, these I'm telling you, narrow crevices, and you got to go up, and you got to go down, and you got to shimmy across, and, and, and if you can make it over there, white knuckles, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go there. There's just, but I don't know why, what possessed them to do it, but they wanted to do it, so get after it. But on Thursday, we found out you can go to the summit just about as high, and you can go up a little bit higher on a, on a little bit safer trail, and you can enjoy the view. So my nine-year-old granddaughter, she's listening to the stories. Fourteen people have died on Angel's Landing. I was like, people have fallen off in all ages. And it's like, she woke up that morning. She was not excited about going to Angel's Landing. She told me as we're going up, she said, Pops, I do not want to die. I said, baby, you're, nothing's going to happen to you. You stay with me. You and I are now, we are trail buddies. We are marching partners. We got, we got our buddies, and let's just stick together. We'll stay back here and let all the crazies go ahead of us, and we'll just walk up, okay? But see, as I was ascending up there, the Lord was just speaking to me as I was just consoling my granddaughter. We had a wonderful time. It's, it's two and a half miles up, straight up, two and a half miles back down, somewhere in that neighborhood. And so we're, we're on our way, and we get up, and, and the, the daytime there in Utah is blistering hot. It's like, I am so hot, and you just stay hot. But in the mornings, it is extremely cool. So we're getting up, and we're just, we're, the wind's blowing, and it's cool, and we're starting the, the journey. And so we're going to the top of this mountain. We're going to get there. I'm consoling her, and we're going to make it. And as I began to talk to her, the Lord began to talk to me. And he said, you know, there are many times that, see, what's the purpose? The purpose is found on top. What's the purpose is to know him and to make him known. The revelation, Moses, is going to come from the top. Revelation, Moses, is going to be when you make the journey with me to get to the top, then I'm going to speak to you and I'm going to give you a clear view of what, of what I want to do in the world today. But many of the child of God will not challenge their fear and they stay at the base camp with everybody else instead of ascending up to the place where God wants them to be because where God wants them to be is a place of purpose and you can't really function in that purpose unless you get out of the base camp and you start making your way up to the top where God is at and let him begin to write his image and his words upon your heart. Amen? See, so what the Lord is saying to you is that you've got purpose, but you cannot let the thief and the liar of fear keep you from your purpose. So we start making our way up. And she's like, Pops, I don't know if I can do this. I said, oh, baby, you can do it. You can just keep, just keep going. She said, how am I going to do it? I said, I said, Olivia, how do you eat a whole elephant? She said, one bite at a time. I said, well, this is how we're going to conquer this mountain. One step at a time. And I said, you know what? If you can walk on flat ground, you can walk on elevated ground. I said, so we're just going to do, keep putting one foot in front of the other. The Bible tells us that the just, that we walk by faith and not by sight. You know, so often we take on the mentality that we take leaps of faith. 
But let me tell you, it's more biblical to understand that we take steps of faith. (laughs) And it's not that you have to know how to get there. You just need to know what is the next step. What's the next step in the journey? What's the next step to completion? Just focus on that next step. And then just keep one foot putting in front of the other. And next thing you know, as you obey on this step, God gives you the next step. And you obey on that step, God gives you the next step. And you just keep moving and you keep moving and you keep moving. But let me tell you, let me say to you some words of wisdom that my wife preaches and teaches. And it's simply this. You might want to write this down. This will help you. It is profound. It may take a minute to grasp, but it will change your life. If you want to get to where you're supposed to be going, stop stopping and quit quitting. Amen? Just stop stopping and quit quitting. Stop halting the progress by saying, oh, it's too much. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Got to keep moving. Why? Because we're going to the top. We're going to the place of purpose. We're going for, we're leaving fear behind. How are we leaving fear behind? Because we're moving. We're moving forward. And I said, you know what, Livia? I said, this mountain will never change. I said, this mountain will always have the steepness that it has. It will always have the dangerous areas. It's just going to stay, for the most part, the way it is. I said, but... Who's changing in this? She said, oh, oh, I forgot about the pictures. (laughs) Now, I want you to keep this image right here in mind. Go back to the, is that the first one I pulled up? Go back to the, that's the first. So we're going to the top of this sucker. All right, let's move on. Now, you see what we call the switchback. She changed the name to switcheroo, but it's the switchback. And so the bottom down there, that's Jacob and Julia, I believe. And so go to the next one there. Now, I want you to see, you can't, just take a minute and get a focus. See that little white line? That's the trail we started on. And right off the edge of this right here, we're only about halfway up here. Off the edge of this is nothing. (laughs) Nothing. Just keep going. And here's a little bit better. So we're, we're marching up this thing. See a few people right over there? Kind of get a perspective. Over this cliff, you know what there is? Nothing. Just nothing. Now, uh, the, the path was wide enough that you could walk two people side by side. Go to, go to the next one, if you will. Okay, let's, let's back up. Let's hold that one. That's, that's the view from the top. That's what you got to keep in mind. you gotta keep the, you got to keep the, the dream of the view in mind. <laughs> you, know, you don't know what you're going to see until you get there. You, you got to keep, we got there, and it was amazing. We, we show up, and every chipmunk in Utah lives on top of that mountain. <laughs> and and they, they'll come right up to you and feed right out of your hand. <laughs> they, they'll jump in your bag if you let them. <laughs> and it's like, man, there's all these chipmunk whispers right up here. Let's look at these dudes. They're just everywhere. That's just part of the, part of the thrill. But, but here, as we're making our way up, we're putting one foot in front of the other. We're just, we're just moving along, and we're talking. I'm encouraging her. We get up to these, to these places here that are kind of precarious. And I said, this is what we're going to do, Olivia. This is our plan moving forward. I said, you're going get, get to against, get against the wall of the mountain. And I'm going to stand and I'm going to walk by the edge. See, you've got to have barriers between the wall and the fall. 
I said, so if you fall, you got to fall through me. If you go down, we're going down together. And the Lord, <laughs> at that moment, you can imagine, was speaking to me. And he said, son, if you're going to ascend to the mountain of purpose and you're going to conquer fear, you've got to put me between, between the wall and the fall. <laughs> I, in that way, if you fall, I fall with you. But I can assure you I will not fall. I will keep you safe. And so in that scenario, I became Olivia and God became me. And he now has been walking with me and he's never failed me. He's never forsaken me. He's never once stopped caring as to whether or not I would make the top of the mountain. He's always been between me and the wall and the fall. He's always helped me, kept, keep me safe from falling from his purpose. Amen. Because I trusted in him, I had an awareness of the fact that there is impending danger if I allow my pride to become so arrogant to think that I wouldn't slip or fall or lose my bearings. But if God is standing between me and the edge, I can walk with assurance that we're going to make it to the top. We're going to get to the purpose. See, because... Folks, if you're going to overcome fear, you've got to put the Word of God between you and the fall. God's Word will not fail. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Olivia, we're going to make it, and you're going to make it up to the top. And if you get too tired, I'll carry you. I mean, I'm going to carry you very far, but I'll get you a little ways. <laughs> that was one thing I was thanking God for because the little ones weren't with us. On that particular trek, because a, a smaller trail we, we made, Violet, my three-year-old, she got tired, and that girl gets heavy after about a half a mile straight uphill. <laughs> but see, if you will stop just a moment, listen to the voice of God. He's inviting you to higher heights. He's beckoning you to come out from the crowd noise, to get alone with him, to get a clear view and a greater distinction of his voice so that he can write his laws not on, your, not on tablets of stone, but he can put such an impression on the inside of you that you fall madly in love with God all over again. And now you take that mad love, that, that, that fierce love of God, and now you go share that with those that are down below, and you say, hey, why don't you make the top of the mountain? Why don't you come and get to know God? You can do it. Don't let fear keep you from it. Just start marching up there. Just put one foot in front of the other, and you, what you'll do is you will gain strength and endurance, and you will, you will leave fear behind as you make your way up the top of that. And you can rest assured that God... We'll keep you safe. He will stand on the edge, and his word will never fail. And you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Woo! Do not fear anything, for I am with you. This is the Lord speaking in Isaiah 10, 41 and 10. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. What? Who's going to strengthen you? God's going to strengthen you. 
Be assured I will help you. I will certainly take hold of you with my righteous right hand, a hand of justice, of power, and of victory, and of salvation. Amen. There was a time or two I had to reach over and grab her hand as we were making our way up. The other trails we were on, I held my grandbaby's hands. Held them, kept them from falling. They tripped and they stumbled a few times and I picked them up. I kept them. Don't you think that me as a man, a flawed person, would do that with a love and passion and compassion for my, my kids and my grandkids? Don't you think God the Father in His perfect love sent His Son? He gave His perfect, He gave us His Son. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all who shall not with him also freely give us all things. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Well, would you earn enough? I'll heal you. When you earn enough, then I'll let you come to the top of my mountain. When you, when you, when you earn enough, then I'll make you, I'll give you that purpose that I promised you. I'll give you the prayer. He said, no, freely. Freely. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God that justifies. Amen? Quit worrying about the charges that other people are bringing against you and in, in thinking that they're judging you and that, and that you're not doing things right. And, I, oh, if we didn't do it this way before. And, and just start looking at it and say, look, it, it's God who justifies. Are you justified by the blood that was shed for you? Then you're justified. Amen? Because only the justifier can do the justification. And if he declares you righteous because of his blood, because he's living on the inside of you, because he's put that righteousness who is his son on the inside of you, then you are righteous. Amen? We started out on the journey. As I told you, it was cold. It was cold. I was a little cold, but I wasn't going to tell her that. So as we're making our way up there, she's just like, I'm cold. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. I don't want to do this, Pops. I'm gonna, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I said, baby, you're not going to die. Just keep going. Just keep moving. I said, I told her, I said, I said, look, you see how far it is up there? She said, yeah. I said, I promise you, you're going to wish it was cold by the time we make the top of this hill. I said, that cold that you think is your enemy right now is going to be your best friend in just a minute. <laughs> Because it's going to get hot before we get to the top. I said, you see that sun that is as it's, it's coming down the side of that mountain? That sun's going to hit us in a few minutes, and it's going to be hot because it was hot yesterday, the day before, and the day before that. I said, well, we're going to get to the top, and that cool breeze is going to feel good. I said, so why don't we stop thinking about the cold and just start thinking God? Let's just look around at the beauty that's around us. You know what can derail you faster than anything? An ungrateful heart. <laughs> You know what can cause fear to step in and consume your thought life quicker than anything? It is an ungratefulness. But folks, if you're going to conquer fear, let me tell you how you can conquer fear. One quick way is just to give God thanks for everything that he's done. Everything that he continues to do. Thank him right now that his word is truth and it is life and it is power. Just begin to thank him that you're not, uh, you're able to make this journey. Just begin to thank him right now that somebody before you paved the path. Uh, I was expecting a rugged, rocky path that makes his way all the way up there. Somebody, somewhere along the way, 
carried, con carried cement up there, concrete, and just paved that whole way that we could walk. I, I thought, this is fantastic. <laughs> this is wonderful. Somebody blazed the trail. Somebody made the way. And if anybody's ever made it to the top, you can make it to the top. Amen? But see, you go on your path with positivity. You give God thanks. Let me tell you, you start thanking God on a regular basis, it's going to change your attitude. It's going to change your demeanor. People are no longer going to recognize you. Old prune face is going to turn into somebody who has a little bit of joy in their heart and life. Amen. You start thanking God not for what you're missing out on, but thank God for what you have. Amen. Because if you don't thank God for what you have, you think he's going to give you any more, <laughs> anything else? And I don't know. He's a gracious God. But let me say to you, it's, I think we need to have joy on this journey. Amen. Amen. I, I think sometimes we take ourselves entirely too seriously. You know what I have to remind myself? You ain't all that. <laughs> Nobody is that interested in what you look like. <laughs> Amen? It's a healthy way. It's not a downplay. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's okay. Went out talking to my neighbor the other day, and I didn't have my hair fixed. My bear is all lung straight. He just kept looking at my head. I was like, what's wrong with you? Just been staring at me. My hair is like I had a bed head just going all over the place. I was like, I'm out here mowing my yard. What are you? Just going everywhere. I stunk to high heaven. Had my hair all over the place. You know what? I don't matter that much. Amen? What difference does it make? Now I want you to bathe and be clean. I don't like body stench and all that stuff. So I ran across this story again. I thought it was funny. I won't use, I'll use the G-rated version, not the other version. So there's a sparrow that was meant to fly south in the winter. The sparrow was rebellious and decided he didn't want to go. Just didn't want to go. So waited until it got real cold and Decided, wait, i gotta, I got to take off flying. This is too cold for me. So it takes off flying, heading south. Next thing you know, ice starts building up on his wings. Some of you are smiling because you know this story. <laughs> so he goes down in the middle of a barnyard, freezing cold, shivering. Oh, it's not going to make it. It's too cold. About that time, the old milk cow came by, pooped on him. He's covered up, but he's warm, and he's thawing out. He said, this, this is okay. Oh, there's poop on me, but I'm alive. And he starts chirping. Oh, man, tweet, tweet, this is wonderful. Tweet, tweet, I'm alive. I thought I was going to die, but now I'm going to live. And the old barn cat heard what was going on. Slinks over there, starts digging in this pile because something is chirping. Finds little sparrow in the middle of that. Now this story does have a moral, and it's not to gross you out before lunch, okay? Not everybody that poops on you is your enemy. 
And not everybody that digs you out is your friend. If you're warm and alive, sometimes the best thing to do is just be quiet. <laughs> what did that have to do with anything? I don't know, but it's a good story. Amen? You know, when you're making your way up the mountain, you don't quit worrying about what's going on around you. Just keep focusing on the view. Pull up that next picture of the view. You just... Wake up, Derek. So this is what we got to see when we were up there. Is there one more? Is there one more? We couldn't see that perspective from the ground. See, the Lord's not trying to cruelly keep you from his purposes. He's not telling you that it's not going to be a challenge to get there. Because you've got to challenge yourself. You've got to challenge your attitude. You've got to challenge your physicality. You've got to challenge your endurance. You've got to challenge those things in order to see the fulfillment of God. Now, we started hiking when we were young, and we took our little ones when we went hiking. I'd push my little Jacob up. He's always a big boy. Push him up in a stroller up those, those sides of the hills. Now I'm hoping to get him to carry me sometime. I got the kids laughing because my son, if you haven't met him, is six foot four. He's big as a house, and he just picks me up baby style and is carrying me around the house. And the kids thought that was, a, the little ones thought that was the funniest thing in the world. He still comes and sits in my lap, and, and my only defense is just to play dead till he gets tired and leave me alone. <laughs> but now my kids are taking their kids, and they want to go up and see the view, and they want to take it a little further. They won't take it up to the, the very top. That's been my prayer for my kids since I came into the kingdom. I said, Lord, let my children dwarf anything that I thought possible. Let them go to higher heights. Let them know you more. Let them experience your glory and your power like never before. But see, you can't get there if you're continually listening to the circumstance and listening to the fear. You've got to have a vision for the view that you find when you get up there. Because if you will make the journey, God will reveal himself to you in greater measures. Just keep on keeping on. Quit quitting and stop stopping and make your way to the top. Now the last picture, the one of Olivia that's there. Here's Olivia at the top. And she said, Pops, she went from, this is horrible, I don't want to do it, I'm so afraid to do it, and we got to the top. She said, Pops, this may be the best day of my life. Let God encourage you to find your purpose. And that purpose is knowing him and making him known. Moses, I didn't just bring you up here. I want you to know me, Moses. That's why I'm going to give you this written law. But now I want you to go down. And I want you to teach others. You see, but fear will do everything possible to keep you from even stepping foot on that path. 
and telling you that the circumstance is too great, that you're going to be number 15 that falls off the mountain. That you can't do it, you don't have the endurance. You don't have the strength or the stamina. But if you will walk with God, when you feel yourself stumbling, reach over and grab his hand. If you'll just put one foot in front of the other and stop stopping. If you'll put God between you and the ledge. Put God between you and the ledge. I said, baby, if you fall, you got to fall through me. And God is saying to somebody today, if you fall, you've got to fall through me. And if you fall, I'm going with you. But we know that God will not fail. I want you to stand across this room. I'm going to ask the worship team to make their way up. You know what the funny thing was in all of that process and conversation with a nine-year-old granddaughter? You know what she started talking about? What she was going to do for the rest of her life. She started talking about the career path that she was going to take. She, was, she started stopping and she wanted to take photos all along the way. Every time we found a hole in a rock, she wanted to crawl up in there and take her picture. She started talking about, I thought, this is, this is a God moment here. We're having a God time as we're going up here. Because what happened is she stopped focusing on the problem and her, her vision began to w open up. Her thoughts began to open up. She began to realize about halfway up, I can make this journey. And hey, man, that cool breeze feels really good now that we're all heated up. So we start making our way up to the top and we get up there. And oh my goodness, the reward we didn't know we would get, the chipmunks. No, baby, you can't take those home. <laughs> oh, that squirrel does not belong to you. You've got to leave that squirrel here. See, but the reward would not have happened. Her, see, it, it was a moment. You guys go ahead and start playing. It was a moment that began to open up that fear wanted to rob her from. I'm so tired of fear stopping what God has intended for you to do. I am so tired of watching such rich, overwhelming treasure inside of people, but they will not allow themselves the liberty to get up and start moving toward God. So when they perish, that treasure is going to perish with them. Do not let fear stop you from what God has called you. I've told you before, I'll tell you again. God called me so that none of you would have an excuse. None of you. Don't limit what God's going to do by your ability. Because He doesn't need your ability. He just needs your availability. See, mountain climbers will produce mountain climbers. Been some mountain climbers. Now there's some mountain climbers. 
You're called to be a mountain climber. You're called to get to the top and see the revelation of God. Let's take authority over fear. It's time that you stop laying your head down in torment and start laying your head down in rest of God's love. I believe in this altar today, God's going to break off some fear. Fear is going to it's going to be broken off by the love of the living God. If this message is, well, let's say it this way. If you're tired of the constant, aggravating, tormenting conversation with fear, and you want to make an exchange today, step down to this altar. Step down to this altar. Lance, do you mind me telling your story just slightly? Come on, Lance. Why don't you tell me? Why don't you tell me? Do you mind doing this?
times when you don't even know why it hits you. You just grips you and you just start crying for no particular reason. You want to step away because you're embarrassed and you're frustrated yourself for the fact that you even let it happen to you in the first place. And you're fighting against it and you and you go to God angry almost and just begging him for help. There's a place where you can find help. I found help. I left it right there and I've never picked it back up. I've never changed. I don't know that I could give a clear, present invitation to an altar today than what was given. I'm going to ask Lance to stay up here with me to help me pray. But if you're battling this kind of fear and you know it's you, get out of your seat. Lay it down here. Let God break it off of you. Come on. Come on. Worship team, whatever's on your heart. Hallelujah. And the prayer team, just ask, give them just a moment to get here.